<clears throat> All right. Okay. <coughs> so you know when you're going... Yeah, we're recording. Oh. You know when we're going... <laughs> you're going to the gas station and you pull up and you can see what the first person... Or the, the person in front of you has how much they've paid for gas. Yeah. Or maybe like, how little they've paid for gas and yes. how many gallons, whatnot. Uh-huh. What... Can you remember off the top of your head, like, what was maybe the most you've seen? Or do you have any sort of, like, recollection the of... The most? Yeah. Um... Like 45 bucks. Let me just shock you with some knowledge. <laughs> um, we were in the boat marina this past weekend, and Aaron had to get gas for the boat. Uh-huh. And so you can see it's the same thing, yeah. same deal, like as a car gas station, right? So it's basically a gas station for boats. Correct. Okay. So we're up there, and a person spent, wait for it, mm-hmm. $2,760 on gas. Oh, my gosh. For their yacht. Oh my god. It was seven hundred and sixty-five gallons of gas. How many gallons? Seven hundred and sixty-five. Wow, that's crazy. Can you imagine dropping that much money on gas? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. <laughs> Did you see that happen? Or you you just saw the I just saw the, the receipt, basically. Yeah, the receipt. Damn, Gina. I mean, you know that having a yacht is expensive, right? But then can you imagine? Because it would have to be a yacht uh-huh. to be that big. It was probably Leo and his pussy posse. <laughs> <laughs> All those girls always look the same. They do. On Leo's yachts. Yeah. But just imagine every time you filled up, it was like over $2,000. That is nuts. That's a gripe. But they also do That's that. That's such a 1% problem. <laughs> they do it for, for airplanes, too. Like private ones. Like They compete for... Um, when the planes land, like, oh, I saw you filled up over there last week. Next time you should, how can I get you to come over here? Do you like different oh, stations? Oh, you know somebody that had that job, right? I do, yeah. yeah. And it was her job to entice other private planes to fill up at her station. But you could only do that with price, right? What would be any other incentive? I don't know. That's exactly it. I don't know. Because that's the only, I mean... I'm a really nice person. Money motivates me, honey, okay? <laughs> money talks. You give me the best price, I'll come fill. I don't care if you're yeah. nice. <laughs> that's probably the only piece of leverage you have. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that just flabbergasted me. I was floored by that. <laughs> What's the least amount that you've ever seen at a gas station? Like five bucks. I've seen two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, I've done that, too. Yeah. Because I like to get my gas from Costco. Oh. Because it's so much cheaper. And so if is it I'm, that much cheaper, though? It's like 25 to 30 cents cheaper. Oh, okay. To that's, me, that's worth it. Yeah. Um, and so if I'm in a pinch, I'll be the one to fill up to like 5 or 10 bucks just so I can make it yeah. back to the... <laughs> make it back to Costco. Yeah. Do that. Do the real fill up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We're back. Episode 47. Uh, that's Allison. That's Kai. And this is the gripe. We have so many gripes today. We have them bunch of them. We got a download. <laughs> um, so I was walking into Fremont mm-hmm. today, right? And there was a woman that was walking like 20 feet ahead of me. Was she yelling? <clears throat> She's not yelling. No, nope. just hanging out, just walking. And then at one point I see that she stopped <clears throat> and then she looked at the sidewalk, at something on the sidewalk. And then she bent down, leaned in to take a closer look at this thing. And I was like, oh, dear God, what is she looking at? And so when I get up there, she, you know, she walked away. 
it was like a dead baby bird. <laughs> like, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> you paused. You looked and you took a closer look and then kept going. Like, what would compel you to even stop and look at a dead baby bird? <laughs> it was disturbing. That's morose. <laughs> yes. Very morbid. So these little, you know, little bird claws. It was. Was it still like naked? Like it didn't have fur. Yeah, it was like maybe the runt feathers. Feathers. <laughs> <laughs> Furry baby. Um, you know, like isn't that, that like they the runt gets pushed out of the nest? Oh kind of thing? gosh, man! I think that's what happened. It's a bird eat bird world. Yeah. Here. And by the grace of God, when I came back, it was gone. You know, it was gone. Someone, some crowing mm-hmm. that, or a dog took it or something. Oh, God, Bella would do that for sure. <laughs> Ew. Mm-hmm. So that was um, the beginning of a disturbing morning walk into Fremont for me. Yeah, well, we just met down at PCC, and I saw one woman yelling about something, <laughs> and then another woman was getting carted off into the back of an ambulance. Did you see that? No. So there's lots of action in the <laughs> Fremont neighborhood today. <laughs> What's up, Fremont? <laughs> um, I've got to talk about my... Situation. Oh, your situation. I call it your condition. <laughs> you guys, I have a condition. <laughs> so, and there's a lesson to be learned in all of this. I can't wait to hear it. Let's see if I can decipher it. So, um, wait, for someone that doesn't know, naturally, tell your story first. Okay. <laughs> so, today's Thursday. Um, on Monday, this past Monday, Memorial Day, I go to a spa that will be unnamed to get a facial. And this is like not the fault of the spa at any there's no they have no fault in this so I'm getting a facial and it is like a different kind of facial than one I've gotten before but I've gotten facials before what's your first time getting this specific facial yeah and it was like this they cause like an oxygen neo I don't know but they did rub this like wand on my face and they're supposed to open up the pores and put some stuff in to make me look younger and brighter and firmer and tighter <laughs> and all this stuff and um Towards the end of the facial, she's she starts rubbing something on my face, and she's like, "Oh, you're having a reaction to that." Oh, she it's yeah, right she away. saw it immediately, and oh. it was at the very end. And so she wipes it off, and she puts like another lotion on my face. And so when I was done, <clears throat> I could see like a little red on well, my she cheek. She put it initially. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but my skin, like you know, it looked good. But then as the day went on, my face was getting like redder. And tighter, you know, that tight feeling. Mm-hmm. So then Tuesday morning, I wake up, you guys, and I can, like, barely open my eyes. My face is so swollen. It's so red. I look like I had bad fillers in my cheekbones. That's what it looked like, honestly. Yeah. When you finally sent me a picture, <laughs> I was like, you have bad fillers. Like, I... You can tell me that you just <laughs> got fillers, and I won't judge you. I'll judge you a little bit, but... <laughs> compared myself to Tim Allen in those Santa Claus movies where he turns into Santa Claus. Like, his face is just puffy, and puffy. his cheeks are, like, really full, uh-huh. and his eyes are squinty. I think you looked Asian to me, honestly. You looked like, like a blonde Asian lady. Aaron said I look like an Eskimo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Aaron said I look like an Eskimo, because my yeah. eye... Like, Nanook, I couldn't put Nanook my contacts in. I was, like, wearing my... I mean, I was freaked out. And so I was like, I have to go to urgent care. <laughs> so I drive myself to urgent care. With your eyes all squinted like that, though? How could you see? <laughs> well, I was kind of surprised because my parents were in town. And I was kind of surprised that nobody went with me. <laughs> Dad, you got this, right? <laughs> we're going to stay home and put our feet up. So I drive my ass to urgent care in Edmonds. 
And uh, it's all women, you know, working at the urgent care and they're all, you know, heads down typing, doing their thing. And I walk in and they're like, what do you need to be seen for today? And I'm like, I'm having an allergic reaction to a facial. At that moment, all the heads lift up and everybody like looks at oh my Oh my God, yes. And I felt like such an idiot. I mean, I was just like, I, this might be one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me because I have to go to urgent care <laughs> for an allergic reaction to a facial. <laughs> that just seems crazy. I think it's so good. And, um, and I was trying not to laugh too hard, but I was enjoying this process. <laughs> And I mean, basically, they. I'm on steroids. They gave me a five day dosage of prednisone. Mm-hmm. I was thinking you looked a little more buff today. <laughs> I gotta start working out so I can take advantage of these roids in my system. <laughs> so by the end of Tuesday, the swelling was going down. But like, I mean, I still live my life. You know, mm-hmm. I was out with my parents, just looking like I had bad fillers <laughs> in my face, wearing my glasses, looking like a crazy person. Yes. Yesterday, it's still pretty red and like dry. No, but it's nothing like it was. No, it's that first nothing day. like it was. Yesterday, when I go and pick up Charlotte from daycare, she just looks at me and goes, "Mom, you got problems." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, what are my problems?" And she was like, "Your face is red and." dry and you look old and I'm like (laughs) like literally you guys I go in to get a facial to make myself look younger and I walk out looking older that's the lesson and so you know a couple episodes ago we talked about are you pro-tox or no-tox and I think now I'm I'm no-tox oh you're not gonna do it I mean what if I'm allergic to it it could be I mean I'm allergic to something Uh uh-huh you can't, I can't fuck with this anymore. You, you might be permapuffed if you try that <laughs> that Botox. And no one needs to be that permapuffed because no. you looked crazy. <laughs> guy. And I would post it, but I promise you, you that po- I wouldn't I was like, share yeah. it with anyone. Yeah. And I keep my word. No, you promise. better not I post know. that shit. <laughs> we'll post it like um just as a as a story, so it'll go away. Just kidding. We won't do that either. Um so, I think that we should just get into it. Oh, I'm living over this. <laughs> I am living for this story. You're living for the Roseanne story? I'm living for the Roseanne story. Man, like, yes. I just can't get enough. I, and I've read so many things about this this thing. And I think it's funny that, remember I didn't want to talk about Roseanne? Yeah. When you brought it up several episodes ago. Mm-hmm. That was about two months ago, probably. Probably. I just did not want to talk about it. Um, but now we can. <laughs> Thank you for giving us permission. She's off the air. Um, and if, unless you've been under a rock, um, so ABC, you don't know what's going Yeah, on. they picked up Roseanne. And I didn't realize this until I was just reading, but Sarah Gilbert is the one that was really behind the right, revival. Right, pushed it, right. And I like her. I'm into her. Sure. Um, so it was like number one sitcom. sitcom. 18 million that... The, but uh, tuned premiere in. episode. Yeah. And like immediately after that premiere, they renewed it for a second season. Right. And uh, and it, she was all pro-Trump. Correct. And so basically what ABC is trying to do, and ABC hasn't had a hit in years. Right. I think they're like second to last in terms of ratings for the networks. Mm-hmm. So they like took a chance on Roseanne because she's volatile. Right. And it paid and off it initially. Paid off. Yeah. I mean, people were tuning in and... They're aiming at that middle... I shouldn't say middle America because we know, like, elite people like Trump. But they're aiming at the, like, 
Trump supporters right. in the country. But they're also, you know, saying that it gives voice to everyone else as well. You know, like they talk about um, people that were pro Hillary and feminists and people of color. So it was trying to give everyone a platform to voice their opinion within this family dynamic, mm-hmm. right? And so... There are some racist lines in there, too. Like, I think it was that first episode. Um, two of the hits on ABC are Fresh Off the Boat, which yeah, is about right. Asians. Yeah. And then Blackish. Right. And Roseanne said something about, well, what have we missed? Uh, yeah. Asian and she Blacks, slept, they're yeah. just like us. Exactly. <laughs> it was just very dismissive yeah. of, of that, that story. That whole genre, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so, the season came to an end, and... They're gearing up for season two. Yeah, and the ratings, you know, they drop from 18 to 10 million, which is still very good. For people to watch TV on a regularly scheduled night. Right. That's pretty good. Because who, like, keeps track of what TV shows are on anymore? Exactly. Unless you can binge it, I'm not interested, right? Correct. Um, So she, Roseanne Barr, for whatever reason, went on a Twitter tirade. Well, and then let's back up a little bit because she's always on Twitter, like retweeting these conspiracy yes. theories. It's so just they a knew, bit like, what they were getting into, right? Because she tweets like forty-five does, correct? Crazy shit. Just it's nuts. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's very tinfoil hat. Yeah, <laughs> um, but she uh, went after Valerie Jarrett, who was a former Obama aide, mm-hmm. um, and said something about. Uh, Muslim Brotherhood plus Planet, Planet of the, the Apes, Apes equals, equals VJ. VJ. If, and like, why? Exactly. She thought, she's like, her excuse was, I'm a comedian and I think it's, it's I a make joke. jokes. It's a joke. Get over it. But then she had to meet a culpa. She had to, obviously. And so she apologized for that. Um, and said it was a, it was a poor joke. It was in bad taste. Um, and then that she was leaving Twitter. Bye. Um, <laughs> but that didn't last very long. No, she came back that she night. She came back. <laughs> and it was weird because she was like retweeting people defending her. But then she was saying, don't defend me. I'm fine. I'm fine. This is what happened. ABC canceled her shit because it was racist and awful. In a matter of hours, it was very swift and very, you know, decisive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were canceled. And um, yeah, it was weird. Her reaction is weird to me. Like, do you want people to defend you or not? Yeah. Well, I mean, Are she... you upset about what you did or not? I mean, I say I don't not. think she's no. upset about what she did. I don't think so either. She's upset about the repercussions. Right. I mean, the head of ABC programming is black, Mm -hmm. female. So imagine how good that felt to be like, uh, no. Like, bye, girl, bye. And standing on not doing it because of social media backlash, because the tweet hadn't even been out long enough for there to be a backlash. Right. So, I mean, doing it for moral high ground, I think, is admirable. I had heard... Uh, the Wanda Sykes thing first that she was leaving. That she was leaving, and I didn't know why. So that that was that's what made me dig deeper. Yeah, you know, into it, and then um, yeah, that was just 
you know, it wasn't out that long. And then all of a sudden, all these Canceled. things were happening. Yeah. I mean, think about that. So they lost, I think they're expected to get $60 million yeah. in revenue from Roseanne next year. Yeah. And then hundreds of people lost their job. Right. For like all of the writers and the uh-huh. producers and the people on the set and obviously the actors that are associated with the show. Right. Like Sarah Gilbert had pushed, you know, for a few years to get this reboot back on the air and now because of some dumbass Roseanne. But that's what happens. Like when you associate with people that are of questionable sanity. Yes. Like you can't, like the star of your but show. is it sanity or is it character? Because I think that if you say sanity, that talks about their mental status, right? But don't you think her mental status has to be off a little bit? Maybe a little bit, but okay, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sarah Gilbert, Michael Fishman. And somebody else. And someone the else. The young gal that's a new person yeah, on the show. they all put out statements. Um, just saying that abhorrent. Yeah, yeah. We and don't agree with that the exactly. one person does not reflect like the values of our show. Blah, blah. My thing though is like what we saw at, in the public was probably the edited version of who she is. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Whereas they have more access to her and they can see so much more of of who she is, and I feel like it's got to be worse. Way worse. Right? So what did they think was going to happen? What did they think was going to happen? Like, did you th- really? Like, that's <laughs> yes. what I want to know. Like, I feel like like their presence on the show and their association with her, it hurts them more than anything. Yeah. And then this just, it, it, it collapsed. It got burned to the fucking ground. So, yeah. like, TV Land and Nick at Night and anybody else that was airing, like, old reruns of Roseanne have Pulled. yanked this. So she's not going to be getting any sort of re- residuals uh-huh. from, and I think Hulu had it on too. Right, all taken off. I wonder if Amazon and Netflix still have them on though. I'm not sure. I don't know. I want to check that out. And um, but that's the thing is like, what did you think was going to happen? What did ABC think was going to happen? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, am I shocked? No. I'm glad that this exposed her for like the piece of garbage racist that she is. Yeah. Um, and I feel bad for the the crew and the people that lost their jobs. That sucks. But again, I don't, it's just bizarre. Um, and I feel duped by Roseanne. That's why I didn't want to talk about it before. Like, it felt like, this is like your Matt, La- Matt Lauer thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was just talking about him this week. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I grew up watching Roseanne and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I connected to it for whatever reason, you know, it was like just an average family, working class, struggling. And for me, like I saw, like I was watching episodes and they normalized for me um, interracial relationships because they had black coworkers and black people at the parties and black folks at the poker games. You know, it was like a normal thing to have. And this is in a time where it was like, I don't see color. That was like the sort of, you know, the the feel of the times. Like, I don't see color, which today it's like, well, yeah, we see color and we should acknowledge color and the experiences that come with that. Um, but at least it was a step in, in the right direction, right? Where I would see race relations being normalized and gay characters normalized. Mm-hmm. You know, Leland, her boss on the show, was gay and they had other gay characters had relationships. So, so 
it was cutting edge for me, and I and I connected to it. And then when you find out years later that this person is pro forty five, and all that means, you can't divorce yourself from the from the anti LGBTQ policies of forty five and you know his stance on on race. You can't divorce yourself from all those issues, mm-hmm. and so that was heartbreaking. And so, because it just kind of like unravels your your idea of what that show was and what it stood yeah. for. You know what I mean? Um, so that sucks, but I'm glad that she's been exposed for what she is. Yeah, you know. I think what came up for me, what I was thinking about this whole thing, is you know a whole group of people feel that they can say whatever they want because we have a president that right. allows them mm-hmm. to do that. So they have this platform where they can be racist and say terrible things because he has normalized that. Yeah. And what I appreciate by the swift response from ABC and Disney... To their detriment. ...was that words do matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we're always going to have racism in America and because people always need to feel better than somebody else sure. to make themselves feel better. But that doesn't mean that you can go around comparing black women to apes. Right. Like, you just can't do right. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a shame. Yeah. You know, and, like, you know, all of this fury has been, you know, spreading in the last few days about the Roseanne situation. And, you know... I went into a really dark place and looked at all the comments. Oh, God. No, you know, you got to stay out of the comment section. And just, I I just think it's so ignorant when people say, and this is so trite, this whole topic of, this just shows we don't have freedom of speech. Like, yes, we do. She's not going to jail for what she said, but she can have consequences, right? Um, And everyone says it all the time, but you have to, that's the truth. It's freedom of speech, but not freedom from, from consequence. Well, sure. And all those people that are like, why doesn't Roseanne have freedom of speech? She does. Are anti-NFL players kneeling. Exactly. So, and that can go the opposite sure. side, too. Like, liberals are like, she can't say that. But NFL players should kneel. Like, mm-hmm. it's right this way and that way. Mm-hmm. So, we can't all be happy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you, so John Goodman is the only one that has said anything. Well, he he just did like yeah. I just saw that like his face was just so sad. <laughs> do you see like he was walking his dog? And, well, like they, they, the paparazzi caught him and he covered his face. <laughs> well, he's like, so he says something about I haven't won an Emmy, so I wasn't going yeah, to or yeah. something like that. And I right. think is it Laurie Metcalf? Yeah, she has. I think she's the last one that hasn't said anything. Right. And I have to say that I will think twice before seeing anything that I that's like Gilbertson that all these people are in because like what did you think was going to happen? You knew. You thought that somebody that was volatile was going to be able to yes, keep it together, come on. right? Yeah. And they were doing something for the greater good. Like really, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean that paycheck might have been cute, but. I mean, all these actors that had nothing to do, now they're back to go and have nothing to do. Because you know that, like, Michael whatever. I know, Michael he, Fishman. He got yeah. nothing to do now. Yeah. Well, and, then, and then she went on a tirade against those people who said Who were stepping out against yeah. her. right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, the times you live in, y'all. Yeah. Um, pivot. 
Pivot. Pivot from that. Heel pivot. Did you know that Melania Trump has not been seen for 21 days? Is it 21 now? Yeah, I just saw this on people.com. <laughs> <laughs> Where, hashtag where's source. Melania? Uh-huh. I mean, that's kind of weird, right? Well, what do you think is going on? Okay, so we know that she went into, she had surgery. A medical thing happened. Uh-huh. And she was in surgery for like longer than what would have been necessary for whatever procedure that oh, she right. was getting done. It was something with her kidney maybe. And now she has not been seen. You know, I don't really care that much about Melania, but I'm into like controversy and drama. <laughs> and I like, why? I wonder where she is. <laughs> One of the craziest conspiracy theorists theories is that she's hanging out with Barack and Michelle. <laughs> Stop it! Right that, this is now. a serious <laughs> conspiracy theory. She's hanging out with Barack and Michelle, like think of like they're conspiring to like write a tell-all oh book against God. Trump or something. That would be pretty great. <laughs> Or she's like, you guys, I don't know how to be effective, so implant me with something, and then you can control me while I'm in the White House. I'll do anything you want you want me to. So I'm super <laughs> interested to see when she's going to pop back up. <laughs> I hope she's not dead. Oh, my God. She's not dead. I hope not. She's a robot. Maybe she's getting a battery <laughs> switch. Stop right she's now. getting a new battery pack. Um, so... Billboard came out with their 50 Greatest Deep Cuts of 1998. Oh, cool. And I bring this up only because, um, I mean, I'm not going to read all 50 of, my, 50 of the songs, believe me. Um, but your number one band made it with a song, and I just want to know if you know it. It's Pearl Jam. They came in number 43 with a song called MFC. Do you know it? I don't. Not off the top of my head. Mm. So apparently, that's a really great cut. I huh. just, I just thought you were, you know, a bigger fan than that. Well, shut up. <laughs> MFC. Number forty three. Yeah. And this was in nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. So whatever album came out that year, I should know that, but I don't. Let's look it up. Um, other notable. A lot of the songs I didn't know, but these are the songs that I did know. So Madonna, um, Ray of Light with that song "Swim." Mm-hmm. Amazing song. Um, Maxwell with Ever Wanting, which is an amazing song. I don't know that much Maxwell. Oh, it's so good. Um, Whitney Houston with If I Told You That. She did that duet with with Michael Jack- uh, George Michael. Oh, yeah. This is MFC. Pearl Jam. A few of the opening bars here. Do you know this one? Yeah. I mean, I have all the albums. Oh, okay. I don't have to go on that. Um, you know I'm going to see them twice in August. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Here? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Lauren Hill and D'Angelo again. Um, oh, no, this is her first one. Um, Nothing Even Matters, mm-hmm. off That's, Education. That is a great like, one of my top 20. Yeah. Albums? Yeah. Um, and then Madonna made it uh, number 10 again with Shanti Ashtangi. That uh, one? This is when she was like all into it. Ray of Light. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one that I knew was Lorne Hill and Zion. That's a jam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's so cool. My song of the summer is Drake's Nice For What. And oh, he samples <laughs> Lauren Hill, yeah, yeah, yeah. the X Factor. Uh-huh. So I've been going back listening to, to the, the Miseducation. That whole album is really it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so speaking of Drake. <laughs> Drizzy. Have you heard, do you know this whole scuttlebutt? Uh-uh. 
with him and Pusha T. Who was Pusha T? Uh, just an artist. He was with uh, another rap group, I think, that I heard uh, a while back, but he's gone solo. So there's a couple things. So um, they have hip-hop beef. You know, there's always beef in hip-hop. There's always beef, yeah. <laughs> and so they're going back and forth, and Pusha T um, sh- released a photo of Drake when he was like, uh, maybe in his early 20s in blackface I mean it's like straight up minstrel show it looks so <laughs> bad and so so in the middle of this beef like Drake had to pause everything and address it which is hilarious because it's so weird but what did he say? he said that when he was um, an actor up and coming this was like um, a way for him and some people that he was collaborating with at the time to talk about how the roles for black men, black people in general, were so limited, you know, and and pigeonholed, and this was his way of expressing that. It makes him look like an idiot still, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though the sentiment might have, might have been been fine, um, but it's just funny. Like you have hip hop beef, and you have to like address your blackface <laughs> as a <laughs> as a black man. Yes, it's just ridiculous. Okay, so push a T. He um, was produced by Kanye. Okay. He has a new album coming out. And the scuttlebutt is the album cover. Um, it is just like uh, like a sink with like all these things on it. And if you look closely, it's all drug paraphernalia. And what it is, um, Kanye got the right to this picture. It's Whitney Houston's drug name. Oh, I did hear a little bit about this. Yeah, so you can see like white lines and foil and, um, and so that's his album cover, Pusha T's album cover. They bought that picture from Bobby Brown's sister. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. This is so messed it's up. It's messy, yeah. Um, and I know way too much about that than I should. I mean... <laughs> Can you imagine your family just giving you up like that? $85,000 she got that picture for. Okay, well, I might sell something for $85,000, okay? You guys, don't bring your drugs over to my house for me to photo. Because I'm going to sell it to Kanye for eighty-five grand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But what a douche for putting on an album cover. Yeah. Come on, guys. Have some class. (laughs) I mean, I don't expect that much out of y'all, but (laughs) any dang way. Um, should we get into our main, main gripe today? <laughs> you guys, gripes today is all about pets. pets so pets, pets. we had a listener write in saying that we should do a gripe about pets. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot there. Yeah. There's a whole lot for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be transparent, I don't have pets. I've owned a fish for a week and it died. <laughs> oh, God. And that's the only pet I've ever had. But I've been a pet uncle um, for, for a while. Um, and I can have opinions about pets. Of course. And animals. Yeah. So that makes me an expert. Um, I've <laughs> always had a dog. Always. Yeah. Ever since growing up mm. through adulthood, I've had a dog. We have a 12-year-old Cocker Spaniel now. And you'll continue to have pets. Yes. Yes. Because we were, let's just be honest, I was, we're talking, you and I, about Bella getting older, yeah, and moving on to heaven, and crossing you, the rainbow bridge, and you've already picked out the type of dog that you're gonna have. And yeah. I was like, "Whoa, 
Um, yeah, we'll get into that yeah. a little bit later. Got it. But I mean, just the whole concept of having a pet. Like, have you ever really thought about that? I'll, always. It's weird. Yes. Like we just have a dog that ro- like we have uh-huh. an animal roaming around our house. You can't communicate with. But it we cannot communicate with words. With, with words. <laughs> but we love each other. It has its own personality. Yep. It has needs. Yeah. It relies on you one hundred percent for everything to meet those needs. Yeah. Yes. I mean, sometimes I just, I see Bella, like, big furball walking around, and I'm like, I just have an animal living Mm -hmm. in my house, and it's so strange. And what I love is to assign voices to animals that I know. (laughs) Do you ever do that? I have not. Like, if Bella could speak. What would she sound like? What would her voice be like? Would she be whiny? Would she be an intellectual? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. What do you got? Um, I think that the, you know, these, they're going to be very obvious, right? Um, the first one, obviously, is clean up after your pet. Oh, okay. That's a good one. You have yeah, to do that. Yeah, I don't have that. that on my list. Um, I feel like there's so many people that, that don't care. That there's let their dogs poop anywhere and everywhere, and they just let it go. And that is just... The worst thing I feel like in the world to do. Yeah. So I've graduated. Oh my God. <laughs> when I lived in Charlotte and I would walk Bella, uh-huh. I never picked up after what her. What is, I cannot even. I just feel like, and you guys, this was 11 years ago. I don't think that there was that much of a push for cleaning up after your dog back then. I'm serious. I never felt guilty about it either. I just walked her and let her poop. Do you feel like other people in that area did the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I saw it. So it's a very normal thing for you to let a dog go poop without picking it up. Yeah, I never picked it up. We you didn't guys, have bags. We you didn't guys have do anything. hear this. I'm owning up to it. I'm into it. <laughs> but then when we moved to Seattle... We always picked up after her. Because you were shamed? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just a different culture out here. Seattle is culture shame. It is the, you know, the culture of shame here. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious. We got shamed for the type of leash that we had on Bella. Oh, stop it right now. Because we have, like, the regular collar leash. Yes. And a woman couldn't believe that we didn't have her on a harness. Oh, God. Because pulling on her neck. Uh-huh. But it's not like, I'm like, do you see me? I'm not dragging her. <laughs> I'm not dragging her along my walk. That first year living in Seattle was rough. (laughs) It was also the year where they started charging five cents per Per bag. bag. And I was like, where am I? This is so weird. Um, So when I was living in LA, I was walking with my friend and his dog um, in Pasadena. And we're walking and all of a sudden um, there's a scuttlebutt. And the man that lived in this house opened his door and was yelling at a person with a dog saying, shame on you, shame on you. So what this person did is like, they had the dog poop. They picked up the poop in the bag and then they placed the dog poop in the bag in the guy's bush. And it had been happening apparently. It was like a normal occurrence for this to happen. And so we did a little sting operation, caught the guy doing it red-handed, and like opened the door and shamed him in public. Yeah, I mean, if you're already going to the effort of bringing a bag with you yes. and picking up the poop, then uh-huh. take it to the garbage. Take it to the, throw it away. Yeah. Come on now. 
That it brings was up a point. Hilarious. We enjoyed it so much, and we just stood there and watched this thing unfold. That's funny. It was beautiful. That's a good one. <laughs> a friend of mine, Mario. I don't think Mario listens to the grape, but he posted a couple years ago about people. He posted on Facebook about people putting their dog poop bags In, uh, into public trash cans. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do that. I'm I like, do, yeah. I'm like, dude, I do that That's all the for. time. Like, if you have, especially if it's like trash day, yeah. and you have your garbage can on the street, easy yeah, access. I'm gonna toss totally. it into that. But his point was, if it's a compost bin, uh-huh. and you put your dog poop in there in a non-compostable bag, because mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll just use like a Safeway plastic bag sure. that I get, yeah, and not like an actual like poop bag for dogs that are compostable. Yeah, it's just like also so Seattle. Mm-hmm. Then, um, so I can like kind of see the gray. Sure. But I'm like, I'm still going to do it, Mar. It's definitely. Sorry, bro. Yes. <laughs> Don't be mad. I mean, it's garbage going into garbage bin. <laughs> yeah. The fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, clean up your animals. Shit. Please. See, all my gripes are going to come across as, like, I don't like certain types of dogs. And I guess that's true. Okay. Yeah. Small, yappy dogs. Do you remember <laughs> in 2007 where Paris and Nicole always had yes. a damn chihuahua with uh, them? In a designer dog carrier. Like, not only a chihuahua, but, like, a teacup chihuahua that are, like, four pounds. Mm-hmm. And I just don't. I, I think if you're going to get a dog, you need to get a dog. Not a rat on a leash. But what about... <laughs> which is what a chihuahua looks like to me. But that dog needed to be adopted by someone. Well, that dog wasn't just out there living its life. Like, it was <laughs> bred. Like, these these dogs that are only four pounds, like, those aren't found in nature. Mm-hmm. Like, those are bred to be smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. So, like, freaks of nature, like Paris and Nicole, <laughs> can get them and put them in their Louis Vuitton, like, dog-carrying couch. <laughs> Take him to the club. So a friend of mine um, back in Charlotte, we're taking it back. She was my next-door neighbor. We both got our dogs at the same time. She got a teacup chihuahua, mm-hmm. and then I got Bella. And their dog, also these designer dogs, are expensive. I was going to ask, how much does that go for? Like, I think they paid like six or $700 for oh, this thing. okay. Think about that, like dollars per ounce. That does- <laughs> 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 That's a point. Okay. I get that. <laughs> but she told me one time that there was a hawk mm, in our neighborhood God. that swooped down and tried to get her chihuahua. Wow. And I just laughed That's because scary. I thought that was funny. It Could it eat it? Yeah. Damn. And she was like, Allison, why are you laughing? And I'm like, because that's funny. That's a great image. Because that's you have, like, basically a rodent <laughs> for a pet. And that's what that hawk thought it was. <laughs> yes, exactly. A delicious, fat rodent. So I like those dogs. Like, they seem miserable. They're just shaking all the time. Like, I'm not supposed to be in existence. Oh, my God. I'm freaked out. Like, Freezing. <laughs> They're not any type of guard dog. They're nervous. Exactly. They have anxiety. <laughs> they have to get the dog on medicine. <laughs> anyway, that's my first one. Um, also, leash your animal. Do you see this on hikes? Yes. This is my biggest gripe on yeah. hikes. And we've mentioned this before, I think. I think so. A while ago. But we're going to bring it back because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still annoying. Being on a hike... You have to leash your dog. I mean, that's like the rule. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
that you wow. have a leashed animal. Okay. I don't know. What do you mean? So, on hikes, I feel like... Well, there are designated places to have your dogs off-leash, and I'm into that, right? But I think that there's some breeds where when you give them an activity to do, they're so focused on it that they're not trying to fuck with anything else, right? So have you come across dogs off-leash on hikes? Yes. And what is the experience that you've had with them? They're just way ahead of their master. Oh, I see. So, like, usually it's running down, you know, the hill as I'm going up. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this is just like Roseanne. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know what your animal's going to do. That is very true. (laughs) Yes. They are animals after all. Right. And if your dog is friendly, that's great. But how do you know that the one that I have isn't? Like, going to be provoked by your animal. Exactly. Um, autumn walks, leash your damn dog. Yeah, for sure. Hikes, I don't know. Maybe. I just feel like, you know, they got to get up that hill. Got to get down the hill. I guess I just, I've experienced it more seeing an unleashed animal on hikes yeah. than I have like out just in the neighborhood. Oh, really? Walk him. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the thing is, you don't know how another person or another animal is going to react to your animal being off leash to me i think it's just selfish and lazy yeah got it (laughs) i'm with you (laughs) oh let me go back real quick okay do you think that it's okay for someone to have do not poop here on their signs yeah not even pick up your dog shit but don't even poop here Oh, well, I do let that Bella, realistic? like, poop and I pick it up. Right. I'm not going to... Here's the thing. Like, when you're walking a dog, like... You don't once, know when they're going to exactly, go. Exactly. Once yeah. they've decided, like, where they're going to go, they're not going to move. Yes. Um, But I did hear somebody, like, complain one time about, like... Bella does have, like, certain places where she likes to go. Like, I can pretty much it's predict. It's predictable. Uh-huh. And I... It's just... And I heard somebody complain about a dog liking to poop in that certain yard. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she likes poop in the yard. But who cares? If their owner's cleaning it up, who cares? Yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah. I just saw that um, a couple days ago, walking a dog. And I was like, really? You can't really control where dogs can go poop, can you? No. Yeah. Like, we can That's try to, like, tug on Bella, but that is not happening. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to go where she wants to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so back to the leash thing. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, um, you know, like, if it's a dog park, of course, you know, let them run free, let them do their thing. But there are times you just have to keep them on leash. Because you just don't know, like, I could have a terrible reaction to that dog coming at me. Yeah. You know? And you want to be able to enjoy your experience. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways. Okay, so this is... Totally sexist. (laughs) This is a sexist statement that I'm about to make. Uh But when I see, like, a guy, a dude, like, out and about Mm. with a small, like, French bulldog or... I love me French. You don't fuck with me. What? I think that you can't trust him. Why? I feel like they cannot be trusted. Oh, my God. What? Because I think that they only have that dog... To attract To attract a partner. Mm. A man... I mean, you just said you like a French bulldog. I do. So a man or a woman. So to me, it repels me. I'm like, nope. 
that is just a ploy <laughs> for me to come over and pet that dog and talk uh, to you. Is that a bad thing though? I think it's I think it's <laughs> exploitation. It's, it's pet exploitation. Exploitation. <laughs> Interesting. It's like okay, you can't rely on your personality or your looks to get a female <laughs> or a male. You have to spend two thousand dollars on a French bulldog. Is that what you have to do? I love me a Frenchie though. See, I don't I like Frenchies do. either. I'm just not into these designer dogs, but I'm also against like the humane society shaming because everybody's all like now you got to get your dog from you the pound adopt, 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 yeah. adopt don't shop yeah who rescued who well you know <laughs> i mean no one likes a friggin puppy mill That's oh disgusting and sad and fucking for sure but horrible. like i know like my in-laws bred uh some spaniels it's like not and they sold them and how do you feel about that oh i I feel fine as long as okay. I didn't have to take one home. <laughs> I mean, it's not a puppy mill, uh-huh. but like, I don't have a problem. I mean, the next dog that I want is um, one that we would have to buy for mm. sure. I want a Labradoodle. I think they're mm-hmm. so cute. What is the distinction with all of this? So that one, is, this is not a designer dog or is it a designer dog? That you it's want? kind of a designer dog. So what are you talking about? It's big. <laughs> it's not five pounds. <laughs> We're going to have to buy it from a breeder. I'm probably going to get some shade. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I love shade. (laughs) I wish we had more email shade. I would live for that. Um, Let me see here. Okay. My next one. Um, This is kind of weird. But I feel like if you have a dog, you have to let the dog interact with with other dogs. Right? Mm -hmm. And... um, and they, they play, and sometimes they're rough, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you keep, if you, like, are overprotective and don't let your dog interact with other dogs, that's kind of messed up. Like, you have to identify I feel like there's a story or something here. Appropriate puppy play. Okay. Dog play. What happened? Nothing happened. It's just an observation that I've seen. I'm like, not- oh, my God, like, my dog is scared. Like, well, you have to let them interact. Yeah. You have to let them figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, like, see, what happened is, so, um, <laughs> it's coming out now. <laughs> um, so my girl, Janny. Hi, Hi Jan. She has three dogs, um, but only two when I was in San Diego. Okay. Hanging out with them. Does she adapt, don't shop? Yes. I feel like that's her thing. Um, so every time that I would go walking with her and I was like holding one of them, I would always pull it away from other dogs. And eventually she said, oh, no, 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 you have to let, let him or let, let her sniff and do that stuff because they, they have to interact with other animals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Right. And then so after that, I observed a lot of people um, pulling the dogs away right away without that chance of interaction because they're scared. But that's the thing. That's on you. It's not the dog. It's, yeah, don't put that on your dog. Yeah. And, yeah, and, like, the energy you have in the leash, like that, yeah, I it think translates. Dogs, for sure, take on the personality of their owners. Yeah. Like, Bella is so freaking chill. I mean, mm. granted, she's also 12 years old. <laughs> but, like, she probably gets taken out on walks, like, three or four times a week. She does not need, like, a walk every day. Mm. It doesn't make her. She's just a chill mother effing mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. Right. So, and she gets that from me and Erin. Yeah. Because they're like, yo, lay back. Chill. Uh-huh. So that kind of goes into this other one that I'm just going to mention. Um, I'm a little bit judgy when I watch people walk their dogs. Ooh. Because if I see um, 
tension, if they're pulling you, if your dog is pulling you, pulling on the leash, then like you have to handle that. Oh, you are judgy. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I learned when I walk Pico and Luna, hi guys, that, that they know to walk with me. Yeah. Like they're not leading. I'm fucking leading. You're you know the alpha. I mean? Well, you have to be, right? <laughs> so when I see that, I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, there's too much tension there. Yeah. And it's your responsibility as an owner to address that, you know? Yeah. I'm such a bitch. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I do get a little embarrassed, like, when I'm walking Bella and we're walking by another dog, mm-hmm. and their dog is, like, super calm, cool, and collected with uh, their owner, and Bella's like, <laughs> yeah. like, because we never took Bella to any sort of... Training. You know, dog training or uh-huh. anything like that. She's just our, you know, yeah. wild child. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, and the next one is another breed of dogs that I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> All of mine are dogs I don't like. I love it. Okay, pugs. Okay. Pugs are just so weird to me. I know a pug. Like, it's also like, and can <laughs> pugs not walk? Because they're always being pushed in those damn puppy strollers. They have hip issues. Then why do they exist? <laughs> this is Darwinism. Survival think, of the I fittest. I think pugs. It's either pugs or Frenchies have hip issues. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm not, not an expert, just someone that has strong opinions about shit. <laughs> like, and it's also, okay, pugs are always being pushed in puppy strollers. Mm-hmm. They can't and breathe. And <laughs> pug owners, it's like they always have at least five pugs. Have you noticed that? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's like so many pugs. Yeah. They scare me a little bit. I do not think they're cute. <laughs> Sometimes they're really cute. They shed. Other times they have like wonky eyes. Yeah, like and they're, they're like tongues hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're so strange. And they shed. Like their owners always have pug hair all up and down their clothes. You guys, when you write in, please address <laughs> the hate mail to Allison. <laughs> I don't know anybody with a pug. You, I used to. You used to? Yeah. Somebody that yeah, you used I, to know? Yeah, and there was one time um, the owner uh, made an egg. Oh, I, that's, okay, that's a new one. Made an egg for breakfast for the for the pug. Oh, Lord. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, just one egg? He's like, we're humans, we eat two eggs, we're fine. It's like, oh, yeah, you're right. But then he would also say that um, <laughs> he would... <laughs> Give his dog like a McDonald's cheeseburger, <laughs> and he said that in front of these other people, and they they totally shamed him for it. <laughs> Which that is kind of fucked up. Don't feed your fucking dog McDonald's. I know that's not okay. No, that's not okay. Um, yeah, those are they shed, <laughs> and I don't know. I they just gross me out. Oh my gosh, <laughs> pugs. I think you're fine. <laughs> nope, not today, Satan. Um, <laughs> okay, so my next one, owning a pet is a great responsibility. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's my, I had this too. Oh, okay, good. Um, you can't take it lightly. And you know those stories of, what is it? Is it January or February? The months that um, animals are being returned. Oh, they got them for Christmas uh-huh. and then they realize it's too much responsibility. Yeah. I think it's fucking crazy. Oh, it's so it's sad. It's horrific. So, A, d- d- if you can't commit 100%, fuck you. Agree. You know what I mean? Wholeheartedly. It's it's not a hobby. 
you know, it's like you've got to take care of this damn thing. It's a, it's a um, family it's a member thing. It's a family member essentially. Yeah. Like you're signing on to like your first point. Like they are 100% dependent on their owners. Right. So you have to make sure that they're like toilet trained yeah. and getting their correct food and yeah. medicine and. And if they're poorly food. behaved, that's on you. Correct. You have to address it. Okay. Right. Um, so obviously, don't return an animal. I think that's fucking crazy and awful. But if you have to, then do it, right? Or but like rehome it. Abandon yeah. it. Find another home for it. I can't even say, uh, abandoning animals, I cannot get my brain around that. I think I read a story like in Detroit, you know, after the recession that all of these oh, dogs, God. because their parents, their families just had to move and they left the dog behind. I just, dog. I saw a video recently, um, and this is this is like um, a trigger alert, you guys. Is this like a Sarah McLaughlin song about to come in? No, well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> um, so it's footage of a woman getting out of the passenger seat of a car, and then she pulls out four... Pugs. No, medium-sized <laughs> dogs, good-sized dogs. And, you can, and they don't want to come out because they know what's happening. Like she's trying to drag them out, and eventually all four get out. And the woman that's videotaping this, she's like, don't abandon them. Like, there's a place just a mile on the road. You can just drop them off there. And, she, and the woman's like, what? And trying to act all dumb. And then she, like, swoops into her car, closes the door, leaves the animals, and then the car drives off. And these dogs are just left there. What the heck? Yeah. And, like, you know, in the background, there's, like, um, uh, Beds that have been, been abandoned, like a, a mattress. It, it, it's like this shitty area, and they just like left this, these poor dogs there to fend for their, themselves. Well, what did the woman that was videotaping do? I mean, she just recorded the whole thing. I'm not sure what she did after that, but it's heartbreaking. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff when it comes to, to animals, that can like jerk at your heartstrings. Definitely. Like the Humane Society... With those commercials, and they have Sarah McLachlan singing, like, I will remember, and all the dogs and the sad situations. Eyes of the Angel. Yeah. They <laughs> have raised so much money, oh, mm-hmm. because those commercials will make you cry. That is some impact, y'all. Yes. So, mm-hmm. the points that I have on the responsibility is, I've known people to get dogs, and then return them because they tracked mud into the house. Oh, stop. What did you think was, was going to happen? happen, you dumb shit? Uh-huh. You got a big ass dog, God, that and your house has carpet, uh-huh. and they tracked mud into the house. You thought it was gonna like wipe its feet, like a gentle I mean, lady. Give me a break. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And they this another couple like got a small like Yorkie, like another small animal, and had it in the backyard, and it just disappeared. <gasps> Wait. And the answer was, uh, I think somebody just like I think she got out of the backyard and. Bitch left her fucking fence open. And she's like, I'm sure that somebody, like, just picked it up. It's, she wasn't, this person. Not even upset. Was not even worried. Stop. I'm like, you're a terrible dog owner. Uh-huh. You need to not get any more dogs. Ever. Ever. No. Um, I don't like that one bit. The puppy phase, I am kind of dreading, like, because we have it so easy with Bella right now that, you know, it's kind of like having a newborn. Like, mm-hmm. you got to train them. You got to get up with them in the middle of the night until they, like, sleep through the night and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. One time, this was, like, 15 years ago, I was dog-sitting, and this family hadn't, still hadn't, like, potty trained their dog. Mm. So it would get up, and the dog was, like, two. 
he would wake me up in the middle of the night to take him outside. And I'm like, this is crazy. This dog should know that we're asleep. So it should hold it? Yeah, this uh. dog should be able to hold it. <laughs> I think. Um, okay, my next one is um, petting without permission. I'm always like, a, like, can I pet your dog type mm-hmm. of person, right? Because, um, again, you don't know how that dog's going to react when you approach it. So I'm always asking. But if your dog um, has poor manners and jumps up on me, then I'll pet it. You know what I mean? So you're the opposite. <laughs> With what? So wait, you don't go up and offer to pet, or do you? I will if I want to. Okay. Yeah. But you don't get mad if the dog jumps up on you? No, I mean, I think that's poor manners on the dog's owner's part, part and the owner's part. So then I'll just pet it without asking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because obviously they're not afraid of you at that point. Correct. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple times. I don't just, like, go up and pet dogs unless they're puppies or unless they're extraordinarily cute. <laughs> but Charlotte wants to pet all Every the dogs. Uh-huh. And so then we have to go up and I'm teaching her to, like, ask for permission. And most of the time it's pretty chill, but there have been some times where they're like, no. Uh-huh. And I appreciate that. Yeah, like, right. I don't want her hand to get exactly. yapped off. Yeah. Um. My last one is on the flip side of like realizing that your dog is a responsibility. I have thinking way too much of the dog, like the dog mm. having way too much, too much power in the relationship of your relationship <laughs> and of your schedule. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it is still an animal. Yes, <laughs> that is not like it's like how do you find that perfect balance of like taking care of your dog? but not placing your dog at the top of the food chain. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. So. Yes, I agree completely. Um, the dog should enhance your life. It should not, you know, you shouldn't obsess over it. Tits. Yeah. Okay, my last one. What do you think about faux service animals? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I have lots of thoughts on this. Like, if you... Imagine, like, a fucking shaking chihuahua. Is, I've seen that. It's, it's the service animal. I've like, seen that. No, it's so dumb. With those stupid little vests on. <laughs> and you know that you just got that off the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, if, this is kind of like what I was just talking about. Like, if you can't travel without your dog, that's a problem. Like, you have to be able to leave your dog either at a boarding center or with a friend or a doggy daycare. Yeah. Like, you got to be able to travel without your dog. <laughs> like... And then, I mean, if you honestly cannot, they're your emotional companion, then okay, like, see some therapy for that. But, like, that's your service dog, right? right. But if you're trying to fly with your freaking peacock (laughs) on United. There's so many fake service animals out there. It's ridiculous. I'm just honestly glad that they're cracking down on that because that's detracting from my flight. Right. Because there was like a Labrador that pooped in the aisle no, on one of these flights. Stop it. Because it was obviously not a service animal. And we don't want anyone shoving their pet in the overhead compartment. And dying. That's not cute. That detracts from my flight experience as well. I don't want to see a dead French bulldog in the overhead compartment by my luggage. <laughs> not today. <laughs> No, ma'am, no, God. Uh -uh. (laughs) That was my last one. (laughs) Um, Okay. If you see an animal running around Mm -hmm. and you know it's lost from the owner, you go get it? I will try to. But they're running away from you. You know what I mean? They're usually running away from you. Yeah. 
And it's hard to, yeah, but I will. I know I told you about this because I tell you everything. But last year we had just moved into our house and Aaron was out of town. It was about this time last year. And I was walking Bella and I had Charlotte with me. Oh, yeah. And we saw like a little Boston (laughs) Terrier running around. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, I got to get this dog. Because, like, one time Bella got out and somebody returned her to me, so it's, like, karma. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I go, I have Bella, I have Charlotte, and I have this Boston Terrier because mm-hmm. he came up to me. Yeah. And um, I call the phone number, text the phone number, and the woman comes to my house. And I got to say... She didn't give a fuck. She did not care. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yo! How about a thank you? Can I get a thank you? She never even said thank you one time. Which indicates to me that this happens This happens all the time. often. Yeah. She was more interested in talking about the paint color of our house mm-hmm. than the fact that I rescued her dog. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm, you know, that's, that's her karma. It's not mine. <laughs> I did my good deed. So obviously, guys, if you have a pet, be good owners. Yeah. Don't get a pug. I'll judge you if you get a pug. I'll judge you if your <laughs> leash is taut. <laughs> oh, we have so many opinions today. All right, next week we're talking about erotic tales for Punjabi widows. Yes. So if you haven't started it yet, you can finish it in a week. Finish it. And then if you have opinions, thoughts, um, send them in. Emails at thegreatpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> um, we're not trying to read a thesis of your opinions. No. Some bullet points would be great. Yeah. Um, and... Get information. Yeah. All right, y'all. Have a lovely week. Yeah. We'll see you next time. See you next week. <gasps> Bye-bye. Bye.